does the believer praise a day? The Muslims pray five times a day. The Jews pray three times a day all their life as a lifestyle. They do it whether they are happy or not, whether they are under attack or not, whether they are blessed or not, uh, whether, whether they are sad or happy. They just do it. It's a lifestyle for total takeover of the world and of our nations. And all we do is to pray one or two times and think we've made it. No, unless prayer becomes a lifestyle continuously, praying in the morning, praying in the afternoon, praying in the evening, praying in the night, praying at midnight, unless we follow the four seasons and the four watches of the day and the four watches of the night and praying consistently when prayer becomes a lifestyle so you pray whether you feel like praying or not you pray when you are broke and you pray when you are blessed and you pray when you are down and you pray when you are out because prayer is a necessity for survival and for the maintenance of daily victory for the believer Plus radio, plus radio.
Class Radio. Um, I know this is not your usual voice. This is uh, <laughs> I know someone talking as ah, what am I listening to? Am I listening to uh, the morning dew? No, this is not the morning. This is the Mangana. My name is Benjamin Kweku Something I'm sitting for the usual host, um, Mr. Emmanuel Kweku from Pond this evening. As we bring to you, um, one of the most interactive um, social shows you can ever find on internet radio live on Plus Radio. And this is the man Ghana where we talk about um, our country. We, we we do our very best to, to look at the problems we are faced with and then we also don't just look at the problem, we also find a way to um be part of the solution, be part of the solution at least. Because trust me, this is the only country that we have and it's called Ghana. Once again, good evening and then welcome to not just a new month but welcome to Plus Radio. Plus Radio, Plus Radio, Plus Radio, Plus Radio. So first off, we want to apologize for our time because uh, <laughs> we've taken all, taken much of our time. But then, I know, I know, I know, I know. We want to apologize for that. And today, um, a lot of things we are going to talk about. Definitely, we'll talk about um, one news, making news, and headlines. Um, the whole of the week, and it has to do with the attorney general's. Um, re- um, sorry, the Auditor General's report, Auditor General's report, and shockingly, uh, some judges, your honor, your honor, for no, uh, some uh, allegedly, um, according to the reports, have been have been um, caught uh, to have purchased vehicles, uh, vehicles in good conditions, or probably they've been auctioned to them at an unbelievable amount. Some people are buying um, 2020 um, registered cars for an unbelievable fee. Some also buying some Toyota Corollas 2015 registered for as low as 7,504 Ghana cities. And then today we talk about all of these things on the show. Ghana as a country are really making headway in our fight against corruption. Um, we will talk about that. But then before that, let's look at um, a few a few um, stories making headlines in the dailies. Uh, and then two million Ghana, two million dollars spent on three billion sky train projects, but feasible feasibility studies inconclusive, according to the Attorney General. And, and according to the Attorney General, uh, two million um, have been spent on the three billion sky train projects, but the feasibility studies are inconclusive. We talk about that one on the show. Fire breaks out at land minister's private residence. And that's um, that's some some sad news. And then we have there have been lapses with accreditation, but numbers are not that high. And that's from the University of Ghana. Um, with respect to uh, over the course of the week, we have been told that most of the programs that students read at both Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology and the University of Ghana are not accredited. Um, sad news going out there for 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 students, <laughs> for students. And um, this there are powerful forces in society against the free SHS that is coming from uh, the first the first uh, gentleman of the land uh, or the gentleman of the land and that is um, his excellency and uh, and he said that there are powerful forces in the society that's fighting against the free senior high school education and stop the blame game and get your programs accredited that's from the GTEC to the University of Ghana NK and USD and telling you that you know <laughs> this blame game is not going to help all of us but you know what you can do you can stop the blame games and then get most of your programs 
accredited. It's come from the JTEC, and they're telling both Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology and uh, the University of Ghana. And then let's go to more to my joy news and shockingly uh, this is a conversation we'll be having on, on on the show this evening and then it says that government is yet to settle 4.3 billion public sector SNET contributions government yet to settle 4.3 billion public sector SNET and as social security and national insurance trust contributions and out of that 10 out of 45 companies SNET have invested in have not paid dividends in the last 10 years hmm. 10 out of the 45 companies select invest their monies in all in, in the name of getting money to pay um, our pensioners and, and people who uh, have to go to force pensions. 10 out of them have not paid any dividend to select in the last 10 years. We'll talk about that later on the show. A total of 150.3 million was invested. Um, 150.3 million Ghana City was invested in the 10 companies that are yet to pay those dividends so <laughs> uh, a lot a lot of information coming in a lot of information coming in. and in sports of course in sports um federation of international football association fifa have have, have come out to 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 to, to sanction a couple of um a couple of uh, teams uh, for for breaking the f- financial fair play rules and that is coming from the juifa and um, um notable among those 10 teams is paris saint germain and as psg as we all like to call it they've broke the rules by a whooping 10 million euros as roma also by 5 million euros international milan by 4 million euros juventus by 3 million euros as monaco olympic de marseille and besiktas from turkey have all broken the rules by um 0.5 that's a half million euros and so they've been sanctioned by uefa for breaking the fifa fair play rules and so that is what we have for you from news making uh our news making our tabloids and newspapers um uh, within the course of the week and also today we just um take a short breather and when we come back definitely we are going to get into the show we're going to speak to mr muhammad sharif and uh, of course we talk about the attorney um, sorry the auditor general i don't know why i keep mentioning attorney general but the auditor general's report and then we talk about um the differentiation of the ghana city now a whole lot of things have been uh, uh, i mean a whole lot of things are increasing all as a result of uh, the depreciation of the ghana city and of course we can't leave here without talking about the rising in the cost of living this and many other things we're going to talk about when we return uh, back and so um let's let's enjoy this too. when we come back we we'll get into the show to speak to mr muhammad sharif Send 
that they are leaders and you are supposed to to to, to look out for them um and then this is what is happening in the country sometimes you don't even know whether or not you can die for this country whether or not you can do anything worth anything is worth dying for in this country so today these are many things we talk about also in our fight against corruption as Ghanaians, you think we are making headway or you think maybe we are just taking baby steps we'll get there or maybe you think <laughs> It's, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing to write about. Let us know what you think. Of course, we share your views live on the show. This is Meman Ghana. Very shortly, we'll be speaking to Mr. Mohammed M. Sharif on these conversations, right? Yeah, you know, if, if you are if you're a fan of this show, you know definitely uh, who Mr. Mohammed M. Sharif is. He's a passionate Ghanaian, and of course, he's so, 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 so interested in conversations. Like so today, don't worry, take, I mean, take a seat and then enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. This is coming from EO. This this country I'm about money hami government say some yeah hami if and the the other day say he won't talk me something say make I keep him on the low so I no go up in handle he then in small brother stay where he get job but sadly nothing he pay the rent pay all the money by me if you fee send me something small for food love me oh why me make I go see how much I then gonna a lot wallahi it's kinda funny cause I love my Ghana but my party sometimes I they feel like too much wahala day for this country this country together we for stand up for this country like Kwame Nkrumah them fight for independence for this country this country so much gold and resources for this country so why more than western the Chinese they profit for this country this country when our own people where they rob this country make visa free you go see people we go come out this country uh. you graduate plus your certificates from poly daddy one year pass still unemployed like when they on your mommy see the kiddies start to use them my mind because they won't get money they know say if them slack economy go chop them doggy you get your education but you still they run your Body quite over your campinski, I know she talk a me. Sometimes I wish say I feel take the boys or walk and bazi. Belly them my eye to all the beauty way this world they carry. Bring them back to Ghana to the place we all they love and proudly your eye clear finally to the way where you depop this country. All from the area boys quashe in Twitter follower shading. The one you used to call your brother 18. Officer for the Togo border paying the mobile network breaking against the dollar CD depreciating. University student demonstrating 10%. Escalating, government politician delegating, Ayawa so voter intimidating, ballot box misplacing, election results recalculating, the doom so and no shedding frustrating, fewer price inflating, slate queen but also augmentating, the false prophet fake evangelating, trauma medicating, no more COVID 19 vaccinating, so so who be the best rapper debating, beach defecating, DJ presenter Payola taking, to the rainy season devastating, wallet trotro. Waiting, God, I love Ghana, Chale, I'm just saying Damn, sometimes I can't believe it, man It's crazy I know say, I know say nowhere cool, man, I've been around, you know what I'm saying, but Come on We all gotta do better, you know We have to Yeah, 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 yeah I know I know, I know if you sit here, they complain all day, I have to go out there and be the... The state security agencies are doing their work and playing their role as they must. They are very vigilant. Ghana being an oasis of peace simply tells us that they are doing their jobs. So you stay vigilant too. So if you see something, say something. Say something if you see something, my friend. Plus, 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 plus,
The state security agencies are doing their work and playing their role as they must. They are very vigilant. Ghana being an oasis of peace simply tells us that they are doing their jobs. So you stay vigilant too. So if you see something, say something. Say something if you see something, my friend. If you see something, you for say something. The state security agencies are doing their work and playing their role as they must. They are very vigilant. Ghana being an oasis of peace simply tells us that they are doing their jobs. So you stay vigilant too. So if you see something, say something. Say something if you see something, my friend. If you see something, you for say something. The state security agencies are doing their work and playing their role as they must. They are very vigilant. Ghana being an oasis of peace simply tells us that they are doing their Glass jobs. Radio. So Glass you radio. stay vigilant too. So if you see something, say something. Say something if you see something, my friend. If you see something, you for say something. The state security agencies are doing their work and playing their Glass role radio. as they must. They are very vigilant. Ghana being an oasis of peace simply tells us that they are doing their jobs. So you stay vigilant too. So if you see something, say something. Say something if you see something, my friend. If you see something, you for say something.
yeah. So now let's get in, let's get in it. And, and do some conversations about Ghana, right? Yeah, the show is named Ghana. It means uh, my own country, Ghana. And so, of course, let's, let's do some conversations about Ghana. Today on the show, we are talking about um, the, uh, the Auditor General, and I, and I said it again, the Auditor General's report. <laughs> the Auditor General's report. And then it came in. Um, Came in on the back of uh, some some cars that that have been auctioned, some cars that have been auctioned in a way you you, you you don't really understand. You don't know whether it was gifted to them, or you, you can you can even call this a, a befitting, um, I mean a befitting auction. But uh, many of these things are happening right under our noses, and uh, we, we every every year we we, we we read or we hear about the auditor general's report every year we hear about the auditor general's report and then we are asking ourselves what are what are what are uh, 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 i mean the enforcers the enforcers of the law what are they really doing in a country like ghana where we have something called a special even something called a special prosecutor what are we doing uh, is our fight against corruption are we really making are we making really making headway with our fight against corruption so we talk about all of these things on the show so stay with us we've got on the line mr uh hamza sharif mr hamza sharif on the line and of course he's really a, a voice if, if you are really a, a fan of the show you know you know this voice uh, is one voice that really uh <laughs> comes on most of the time on the show uh as a passionate Ghanaian, he also has the passion to see a Ghanaian where his 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 future generations also are, are really really enjoying this place and so of course we would speak to mr hamza sharif on the show good evening hamza Good evening. How are you doing? Mm, by God's grace, we are doing so well. Uh, a few things happening, in, but <laughs> it's, 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 it will get better. It will get better, of course. We, we, once, <laughs> once we keep doing these things, it will get better. One day we know it will yeah, get definitely. better. Definitely. Of course. Um, yeah. Once again, welcome to Meman Ghana Live on uh, Plus Radio. Uh, thank you very much, my brother. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be with um, like-minded people to talk about the future and um, the situations surrounding our nation i would like to say a very good evening to our listeners across the country as well mm-hmm. okay okay sure all right so um hamza let's get in before we even get in uh, over the, over the course of uh, last week coming even to this week we we had news of the president firing the <laughs> the custom division boss and i mean i don't know whether some Ghanaians, but me for instance i felt okay maybe we are making some headway uh, is it is it really something that we can say that as, as Ghanaians at least uh, finally finally somebody is, is is showing us that he's in power <laughs> yeah my brother you see when um, some of these issues come because we are not so much used to it I believe that is why it generates the kind of reaction that uh, it gets in the public domain mm-hmm. if not if you are to take uh, things in very well developed democracies when someone is not working when someone is um cited in in a matter of corruption or when it's found out that somebody is using his or her office to his personal benefit rather than that of the matter mm-hmm. it's, it's it's very normal for that person to be relieved of his or her duties okay. but you'll find out in situations where um government officials are cited they are um, unfortunately being defended by sometimes party members and sometimes even communicators of government to an understanding that it's, it's, it's not readily available. Mm-hmm. Because this is someone in an office, if that person is 
not doing what is expected of him, let him go. We have a lot of people, 30 million Ghanaians. Another person equally world um, competent can come and occupy that office and do very well to the betterment of the nation. So I think it's commendable, but, you know, we as a people want to see more of such from the people that are leading us. Mm, okay. <laughs> Uh, interesting interesting we want to see more of that um so uh, even before even before you started I, I mean you were in the studios having one or two about this whole conversation and somebody somebody was asking that so now we say we have a special prosecutor and the special prosecutor's job is to prosecute people who are known to for maybe are alleged allegedly going against the laws so now what are what are, what what is what is the special prosecutor doing as of now Okay, so you see, um, I think it was Domenovo that made this statement that in Ghana, when you want to fight corruption, corruption would fight you. Mm-hmm. And we we have seen examples, okay. examples of, of such cases where people come into an office with very good, you know, mindset as to how to go about things. And the system in itself would fight you and get you out. Okay. He, it's, a, it's a typical example of it. The system got him out. We, we, we are talking about Martin Habidu, so to a point, couldn't take it anymore, and he resigned. A lot of other well-meaning Ghanaians that we want to see a better Ghana are not being given the opportunity to fight by the system. Mm-hmm. You understand? So that, that is clearly where we are. So you would, even this particular special prosecutor, there are a lot of times he's, he has come out to talk about staffing. He has come out to talk about certain tools not being made available to him in his pursuit to fight based on the, the act that established the office. So if you are if you are to give if you are to give if you are to send a military man to a war and you don't give that military man a gun, how do you expect that military man to, to win that war for you? You know, mm-hmm. because that gun is an essential part of him winning the war. Mm-hmm. So I, I would want to, you know, understand the, the, the kind of constraints that are preventing him. But this is a man that tree is actually shown that is willing to go the further step into um, this fight against corruption. The Labianca case is out here. We are talking about it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he has also taken steps to brief us upon on certain things that he's, he's, he's working on and, and a whole lot of things. And it, it's not going to take a day. Our justice system is not helping. You know, because me, I don't understand why we send cases to court and would have to wait five years before a judgment is given. Mm-hmm. If a case is sent to court, within three months, we should have, a, you know, a lead way as to what exactly is happening in all these things. So I, I think that is where we, we should be looking at, how we can fast-track some of these cases to, to make them not take so long. Because when they keep so long in the court, they begin to lose that, you know, interest. You know, because you are following a case for one year, two years. No, come on. But within three months to six months, we should have a resolution and then we move on to the next phase. No, oh, okay, okay. So I mean, it's 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 really an issue. But then um today we are, we we will do a very brief. Let's let's come into the uh, auditor general report. I don't know why today I keep saying attorney general, but this is auditor general report and a total of seventeen point four billion Ghana cities. Even before we come to this year's the twenty twenty one uh, auditor general mm-hmm. report, every mm-hmm. year the auditor general comes out and says this is what is going down every year i mean as yep. far as as far as we are concerned every single year even the covid year the auditor, auditor general came out to give us a report what is going on in this country like because when the figures 
that come out if you if, if you if you listen to the figures that come out and and as a country we are chasing e-levy for some 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 peanuts because comparing the money even we need from e-levy as compared to the uh, yeah. cash irregularities then then i mean it means that there's no there's no there's no even there's no need for e-levy so what is going on like i, I want to understand what is going on what is going on is that the political class and the elite of this country uh, have no sense of accountability as far as the ordinary Ghanaian is concerned. They don't care about you. They don't care about being accountable to you. And those systems, to an extent, do not hold them accountable. So if you and I feed goods to come and feed our hungry food, the system would make sure that we go to prison for that. Okay. But if another person that is part of the elite and the political class engage in corruption to the tune of a million or a billion Ghana teams, that person is still going to go scot free. That is, that is the kind of system that we are running. And to the extent that accountability is not held key, we will keep seeing some of these things over and over again. And trust me, my brother, next year is not going to be different. You, you just made mention of the fact that last year there was an Auditor General's report. Yes. In 2020, there was an Auditor General report. This year, the Auditor General report is 36% worse off than what it was in 2020. Uh-huh. You understand? But the question that we should be asking ourselves is, in 2020, who went to jail because of some misappropriation? Nobody. In 2021... Can you mention somebody that went to jail because of some misappropriation as far as the Auditor General's report is concerned? <laughs> so who, who, who is being punished? So if I am in, in an office, even the Ministry of with this current report, you heard that some three people were paid about a million, over a million Ghana cities at the Ministry of Finance. Uh-huh. Over a million Ghana cities. That's three people. Now, Compare that to uh, NAPCO that has just been ended this September. Mm-hmm. 700 Ghana cities were paid to NAPCO beneficiaries. 700 times 1,000 Ghana cities is 700,000 Ghana cities. What that means is that that money that we paid to three people in the Ministry of Finance that was cited in the Auditor General's report could have employed 700,000 young Ghanaians and trained them. So that, that is the reality that we are facing. But at the end of it all, these officials in the Ministry of Finance that are taking us through this road are going to go squat free. At the end of the day, they will take as grassroots. They will be able to buy their official cards that they are using at um, ridiculous prices. And, you know, sometimes it's even surprising some of the things that come out. You, you can't believe that this is happening in a country. And, and surely it's happening. So... Until that accountability is there, until people are made to know that the, the, the offices that they are occupying are not their family property. They are not inheritance, but it's an opportunity for you to serve mankind. Until that is done, I, I, I don't think we are going to get away from this hole that we, we find ourselves in. <laughs> so, um, um, Bunny is listening to us right now. He says, Ben, this is the reason why most Ghanaians don't want to pay tax. And and in as much as I, I'm trying to disassociate myself from this comment, you know that this is exactly because look, I pay tax, and then people are uh, we, very soon we will be coming to um some judges who are supposed to hold that hold the law to a particular standard, 
and they are they, 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 they are purchasing cars as low as seven thousand five hundred and four Ghana cities auction like yeah uh, who 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 gets a car for seven thousand five hundred and four Ghana cities in this country the, your judges <laughs> your judges and unfortunately you see this this is what is coming out this is what we are we are we are we are made aware of this mm -hmm. is what the auditor general reports have captured mm -hmm. but these are things that equally happen on a daily basis some we are able to get some we are not able to get so at the end of the day we are going to the imf to borrow money you know when we have money in this country money that is being misappropriated money that is in the pockets of individuals illegally and you have an auditor general that would bring out a report and not surcharge anybody you have a parliament house a public accounts committee that would discuss this report over and over again take certain allowances and yet nobody is being indicted due to um, you know the misappropriations based on the, uh, the auditor general support you have an attorney general that we pay every year we, we give allowances of what have you to and yet he's not sending anybody to court so that that's the reality it's, it's like we are living in a banana republic with the hope that tomorrow Ghana is going to be, you know, to be something that we are not doing anything about. Because, look, when you even go to your farm, before you can harvest, you need to cultivate. Okay. You need to, to put in some work before, at the end of the day, you now go and harvest. And whether you are taking it to your family or you are taking it to the market, you take it to the... What, what steps are we putting in place to ensure that we minimize corruption? What steps are we putting in place? We are only creating a whole lot of bureaucracies in the system, establishing offices, ill-tooling those offices, and not holding anybody accountable as far as misappropriation of money is concerned. That's the reality. If not, look, what just happened right now? Somebody needs to resign. Mm -hmm. You bought a 2017 Land Cruiser. A 2017 Land Cruiser that is buying more than a hundred thousand dollars. You bought it for fifty-seven thousand Ghana cities, and yet still, people come out on the airways to defend some of these actions. <laughs> yeah. And you see, this the I don't know, but then now these 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 um this report has people's names, names of people in there, names of people. And then, and 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 I don't know why we are we we, we are still here and we, and it's as if now if you live in Ghana you can predict what will happen because we are here we are predicting nothing will happen and yeah, of course and nothing will happen <laughs> and then people yeah. have names I mean their names mm -hmm. per the reports uh, one bought a, a Land Cruiser mm -hmm. V8 for fifty six thousand six hundred and six and his name is there Justice Yao Apple yeah and and interestingly <laughs> it's like it's like uh, you don't know because. Now, you don't even know whether, if, even if you, you, you wind up dead somewhere, there's going to be justice for your life. Because everybody's living his life in a way and manner he, he or she likes it. He or she likes. And, they, they, you know, so the point here is that, look, these people don't have the moral compass to be able to say that what I am trying to engage in is not right. Because my brother, look, even to buy a Camry, you and I are young guys. Of we course. know what is happening out there. <laughs> I mean, if you go to buy a used Camry, eh, in town now, these second-hand cars that they are, these Honda Accords and whatever you that they are bringing in second-hand, 
thousand whatever. I, I doubt you buy it less than eighty thousand Ghana cities. Today, 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 you're no. buying. Today, you're buying. I, I mean, a Toyota Yaris, a Toyota Yaris mm-hmm. for fifty-seven thousand Ghana cities. Ghana cities, and that is not a brand new car. That's because no, no, sometimes no, no, no. people, yeah, of course. These are these so are these right are now, these are twenty ten twenty ten manufactured cars. Cars that have been manufactured for twelve yeah, years ago. <laughs> So let's go back and check. And, and you see, when government is buying some of these cars, they are, they are that high standard car that they buy. There's a specific standard or specification that um, those cars need to meet before government can buy it for some of these officials and whatever. Mm-hmm. So if you buy a car in 2017, a car that is valued more than $120,000, okay, you use it for five years, okay? Let's assume that that is even the plan. The, the what you are, you are supposed to who did that valuation to the point that that car is supposed to be bought for 57,000 Ghana hmm. let's let's calculate that as a percentage of the original value of the car who did that so right now I'm not even interested in who bought the car I'm interested in who did the valuation and that person should be made to answer certain questions as to what um, a conclusion that um, you know, he came to to that point that he said this car is valued at fifty-seven thousand dollars. That is where we should be aiming at. If that person is held accountable, at least tomorrow, if somebody is in his position, he will not value it at that particular price. And we are not kids. Mm-hmm. Really, sometimes when government communicators and party communicators come to talk to us, they talk to us as if you don't know what is happening. Some of us work in the private sector. In the private sector, to people are given opportunity to buy their cars. Of course, some of these things are open. Are people go to auction and all these things? And I, I doubt in any private sector you'll be buying even a ten-year long quarter for fifty-seven thousand Ghana It's not possible, you know. But but this is the reality. You see, where I lost hope when I saw this World Auditor General's report, I didn't even want to go through it because I don't think there was anything new that was going on. You know. Blow me away or something. It, it's something that I expect to happen every year. What what just got me off? What broke the camel's back was mental health money. Mm-hmm. Mental health money. That was also <laughs> kind of included in the Auditor General's report because they had some findings against how the particular money is spent. So it, it, it has gotten to the point that people people don't really think anymore. It's all about me and what I can get. The corruption is in our DNA. And my brother, look, I have a friend that is a Cameroonian. Okay. And back in school, we used to have this back and forth argument as to the way forward for Africa. And I am a strong believer in the fact that things can still change for Africa. And you to be like, it doesn't know why I'm passionate about all these things because nothing is going to change. You know, so recently I, I had that same discussion with him where he made it clear to me that look, in Africa we think about our families and ourselves before we think about the masses or how to say. So if even you are given an opportunity to come in and put matters right, the person coming after you is coming to continue in that same tradition because it's in our DNA. This is a young man, okay, that is thinking this way. What that means is that um, in, in the not too distant future, you have very few people that are willing to put in a lot of efforts towards building an Africa that would be what we all want it to be. Very few. You know? So we, we need to be very radical in our approach. 
So I asked him, if that is the case, how do you think we can change the current system? And he said, for him, what he thinks is that we should start with the kids and train them. And I was like, okay, even with that, how sure are you that if you are giving the proper training to your kids, somebody is not giving another training to his kid as to him consolidating whatever gains that they can make for the benefit of they and their family. So what, what, what I would want us to do is that we don't have that opportunity to leave it for future generations to, to come course, and correct. We don't have that. No. It needs to start with us. It needs to start with every young man being angry enough to demand certain things from, from the political class. Because we give them a lot. Of course. When you become a minister, we give you a house. We give you every allowance, even to the so point of giving you, you make life comfortable allowance. for you. Like, life should be made comfortable for you. point. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't think we are begging them to come and save us. They present themselves. And when they present themselves, we need to hold them accountable as far as, you know, uh, um, the, that particular office that they are holding is concerned. I'm, I'm just disappointed at the, what CEO, uh, CSOs have become in this country. They become so politically aligned that most of them lose their voice when their friends are in power. <laughs> uh, most of them lose their voice when their today, friends are in power. Today, 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 none of them is speaking. None, none of them. I mean, they just they just hold press conferences for us to know that they still exist, but none of them is doing anything. None, I mean, none of them. Because, yeah. because so this, we, this is serious, though. It is, my brother. It is. It is. And it, it needs to. You know, each and every one of us have a voice. We may think that it, it's not going anywhere. But even with this discussion that we have, maybe one or two or three young people are listening and would also, you know, um, um, develop that kind of awareness as far as the direction of our country and also put in their little mind that they come to correct it. You understand? I don't believe I don't believe it's a lost cause. I just you, think you, you, we you need are, to keep mm -hmm. talking about it. You were talking of mental health. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember uh, in the early two thousands, Snit Snit had this campaign through all every media, and they were telling people that hey, look, if you don't pay your Snit, they are going to arrest you. We take you through the law. And today, twenty twenty two, less than less than ten years, the, uh, an auditor general report says government government has paid to pay has refused to pay Snit contributions. Amounting to 4.3 billion Ghana cities. So people are working and their since contributions are not being paid. Like people are just working. People rise up, go to work, come back home, and government is not paying their SNIT and it's amounting to 4.3 billion Ghana cities. <laughs> you know, like, if you see how preposterous that particular statement is, what did you just say? Mm -hmm. You think it's unthinkable. If you have said this in maybe another developed country or where leaders, in a country where leaders are thinking about their people, it, it will sound so unheard of. People would be arrested. People would be questioned. There will be a parliamentary inquiry. You know, it will be played on TV where people are witnessing the kind of questions that are asked to these people. Um, worker groups will write petitions. They will take people to court and all these things. How long has this report come out? Have <laughs> you heard of anything surrounding Nobody. Nobody. finding, uh, you know, exactly the point. So to what end? To what end? Today, look, I was, uh, when I, I, I spoke to you this afternoon, I was mm -hmm. having this program. I just went on um, YouTube to watch um, certain commentaries with regards to it. And I was astonished when 
I, I found a very brilliant young man like myself defending the actions of the guys. Defending the actions of the guys. And it took me back to what a lecturer wants to hear. That look, when it even comes to data, you can manipulate it anyhow you want. Uh -huh. It can be wrong as possible, but you can make it look as beautiful as you want it to look. So that is what we have in this country. No matter how, you know, this snake case that you just discussed, call a government communicator to come. He will come and sit here and explain to you why that is not as bad as we think it is. But let's go back and ask the question. Of the, of the thousands of government appointees that we have, the thousands, which of them didn't receive a salary this month? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so if even there's a place that people need to sacrifice wouldn't it start from leadership of course would it be my suffering uh, um, mother that goes to the classroom every day to teach kids for maybe 30 years 25 years 40 years only to go home and realize that his pension has not been paid <laughs> Oh, 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 oh! I was. I was know, and, and, and look, to conclude, to conclude on this, there was there was also another part of the report that stated that Senate has invested money into um, equities that are not giving them any dividend for ten years. Right? Exactly for ten years. But what this means is that every every year of that year, if you go back to Senate and look at their payroll, their management, they get bonuses, they get Christmas checks, they get their salary. They get whatever and all those things, and at the end of the day, they go away with it. Government appoint board members. Government appoint the management of these companies. They come in within four years. They become very wealthy and believe. You and I would work in the private sector for 30 years, paying taxes to these same bodies that are misappropriating this money. So you see, the problem with Africa and Ghana is self-inflicted. We have every money in this country to meet every developmental need that we need to. It has to do with leadership. Oh. <laughs> it's it's this this is this look if he if he decides to go into the report, eh, I mean we would we would sound as if there's no hope. But I, I I mean I personally believe there's hope because if look if one would go into cocoa board and all these things, <laughs> I'm sure today we might even, we can we can talk at all. But <laughs> it's it's sometimes I mean for for me for me I've always said there's 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 hope for for Ghana, but sometimes. Uh, if 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 I'm being quiz, I don't even know where the hope is going to come from. For yeah. I don't know where the hope is going because look, I know of a SNET bonus, a, a SNET workers bonus that gives yeah. every one thousand nine hundred Ghana cities. I mean, I know I can know I can put my hand to it. A bonus that is given every worker of SNET one thousand nine hundred cities every half half year. Every worker, <laughs> every worker one thousand. And then you see the thing is that I, I was speaking to I was speaking to one one snit uh, snit gentleman we were interviewing him on Plus Radio like this and he was telling me that yeah uh, uh, is this is it La Palm Royal Beach Hotel it used to be snit mm -hmm. snit invested oh yes of course now of course it has left snit now yeah they, they, they are giving it to the private sector they have to give it out and so now we are working we are working we we are working today and we don't even know how our future would be like. Because the government is not paying your SNIT. And if the government is not paying, how can you even tell a private person to pay? Mm -hmm. To pay. How can you tell a private person to pay? Yeah. 
Hamza, I know, I know, I know we continue this conversation, but then quickly let's 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 do something on um, that right the the the, yeah. the the dollar the the, the dollar today. <laughs> uh, we uh, some of us had hard hopes of going to the World Cup, but <laughs> looking at what the dollar is doing right now, uh, we don't even know what what's what's the problem. We know we at the point we were assured because if we yeah. if mm-hmm. people if people present as you were saying earlier. People, these people presented yeah. themselves for us to vote for them. They told us that, look, of all the of all the people in Ghana, we are the people who can come and give you a better life, or at least help you help you in your quest to get yourself a better life. And today they are here telling us that uh, because of somebody trying to or somebody trying to get supremacy in an an European country today, we should just buy buy beef foster bread for thirty five Ghana cities. What is really going on? <laughs> so uh, it, it still boils down to that question of accountability, because uh, if people come and tell you that I, if you elect me, this is what I'm going to do, it's a contract between you and that person, right? Of course. And and these people, they don't have that moral conscience to sit down and analyze certain things and be like, I have failed the people. Let me resign. Have you ever heard that? from um, a lot of politicians in this country. Never. We are saying they are sick and still they want to work. They still they are working. You know, and still they are collecting salaries and mm-hmm. you have people that have not been to parliament in, in ages. Mm-hmm. Yet still every month they take their salaries. We have people that were ministers and left the shores of this country for months. Yet still they are still ministers. Mm-hmm. And every month um, they, they show that the government cuts through you and I, our taxes are going to pay these people um, and what have you. There's, look, my brother, some, certain things are just common sense. We don't need rocket science. Neither do we need um, maybe some divine intervention to be able to solve the problems of power. Uh-huh. Do you know what we need? Political will and leadership. That is what we need. Because, look, you went to read the made the dollar in 2007, uh-huh. where the dollar was one city to one dollar. 2007 now is how many years? I think about 15, right? Yeah. If my math yeah. is very correct. Uh-huh. In 15 years, one dollar now is equal to 10 Ghana What kind of a country are you? You know, and the conditions that affect the depreciation of the dollar is available for all of us to see. The conditions that affect the depreciation of the dollar, you don't need any masterful economic brain to be able to know that if you are importing more than you are exporting, it is going to affect the depreciation. You don't need any masterful brain. Uh-huh. Oh, the conversation is getting hotter. <laughs> The conversation is getting hotter and uh, we'll get Okay. Yeah, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, you don't need any masterful brain because we know that. So every every year, how much do we import sugar into this country? How much do we import rice into this country? How much do we import frozen foods into this country? What is the local capacity that has been grown to address some of these concerns? So, but when you don't tackle issues to find solutions, but rather tackle them because you want to gain political capital. This is where we get. This is where we get. Look, I was just checking. I had a conversation with a friend at the office today. Okay. 
when we are checking, I think Apple is to release the new iPhone 14. Yeah. Those yeah. of you that have girlfriends that are so much into tech, <laughs> that, that, that's a lot of cost on you, my brother. Mm-hmm. So, you see, when, when we're analyzing the prices of these things, okay, the price of the iPhone is not really that increased by Apple. Okay, yeah, of because course. Almost, yeah, of course, it's almost ranging around the $1,000. bracket, right? Mm -hmm. From last year to this year. But if you were a Ghanaian, buying an iPhone in January, this is just common, you know, kind of thing that all of us would understand. If you're a Ghanaian, when the dollar was around 6 Ghana TV, meaning you were buying it for 6,000 Ghana TV, right? Mm -hmm. Right now, you are still buying the same iPhone. The dollar has remained the same maybe a thousand dollars and you're buying it now for ten thousand Ghana cities. Almost ten thousand two hundred Ghana cities. That is the reality on the ground. And and this is not due to the fact that some product expensive. It's due to the fact that your government has mismanaged the economy to the extent that you need a lot of money now to afford what you are affording easily um, in general. And we've not still gotten to the end of the year. And look, just recently, I had a lot of government communicators touting um, the, the, um, that quarter stability that we are seeing with regards to the dollar. Saying that, uh, I think it is a minister of information. Was the one saying that maybe a $350 million was going to make the dollar very good. How long do we need to use loans to stabilize our currency? And this was what someone was doing that you branded the person as incompetent. So this is, when a government official comes and tells me, we've done one district, one factory, I'm not excited. That is not what I want to hear. You've done one district, one factory. What has that gotten to do with the stability of our currency? Have you increased local production as a result of that? And if you have, have you made our currency more stable than it was when you inherited it? Hmm. Hmm. And we have journalists in this question and uh, in this country not asking these questions to government appointees. We have journalists that are even defending their actions on live television. So we have a long way to go, but uh, we, we aren't going to lose hope. We will keep talking about it. We will keep doing the little that we can do. And at least one day, we would be able to get those leaders that would be willing to sacrifice for the betterment of Ghana. As of now, I don't, I don't think we have such people as far as our leadership is concerned. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when you talk about this, it's, 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 when, when, I mean, I have, I have some people who are testing me and saying that, is it, is it, is, is Ghana a lost cause now? It's, it's not as if it's a lost cause, but if you look at how things are going, I think it's about time we, 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 we as, we as youth, because, if you yeah. look at people who are fifty something, sixty something, who are still mm-hmm. we have we have ministers who are seventy plus in there, yeah. and you would think that this minister would at least think that okay, aside my family, there are people that when I leave my family would live with, and so they should also be at the same level. Because look, if your family has all the money and other people don't have the money, what happens is that the easy target is your family. Yes, of course. And, and you see, there is saying that the punishment of the wife that refused to take part in, uh, in leadership or politics is to be ruled by the government of the unwise. 
you know, because we have a lot of brilliant people in this country. Of course. A lot of brilliant people with ideas. You know, but in Africa, like Prof. Uh, Lumumba said, those with ideas do not find their way into government. And those without ideas are those that will find their way into, uh, into government. You know, and, and, and the point here is that it's not as if these people don't know what they are doing. That's one mistake we keep making. We keep thinking that because of um, these actions that government officials are taking, they might be a deficit of some knowledge as far as governance is concerned. No. They are very intelligent people that start in the Harvard and the, um, what do you call it? All the Ivy League schools and universities <laughs> across the world. They sat there with these European leaders and um, these American big people and they perform marvelously in such classes. So they have that knowledge and they have the technical know-how to be able to make things right. They just won't do it. That is a reality. Because if Kenoporiata um, established Data Bank and brought it to become one of the most um, profitable and, and very good companies in, in, as far as this country is concerned, and mm -hmm. even beyond, mm -hmm. I doubt he lacks that competence to be able to make sure that the dollar is stable against the um, the city and all these things. But when the rock, what I am thinking, it might not be the truth, but when the rock that we are talking about, some people are benefiting. When we are talking about the rot, when we are talking about the depreciation of the team, who are those that have the dollar accounts? Is this politician? You and I, do we have a dollar account? <laughs> so when there's depreciation, uh, uh, they, they are benefiting from it. The houses in East Legon and the other real estate properties that we are seeing across this country, who are those that own them? Is this politician? And their value is appreciating and they are selling it in dollars. And all these things. So they are better off than you and I, the ordinary Ghanaian. So until every Ghanaian realizes that, look, we all have a stake as far as governance is concerned, we are not going to media. Because how many are the politicians? We have about um, 200 people that are, are in parliament. I said less um, than 1 million um, people are yeah. active in active exactly. partisan politics. Less than 1 million. Exactly. Exactly. And these are those that are holding the whole country to ransom. Let's even take the uh, public sector, those big, big um, chief directors and what have you, and, and add them to the... I, I doubt they are more than um, two million. You know? So we, the masses, have that power. And it, it's not... A, sometimes when you talk... I, I, I remember I made a statement on Clubhouse, and somebody told me that they are becoming very radical with our views. And I'm like, no, it's not a matter of being radical. It's a matter of you having a voice. Just talking. Sometimes mere talking will let people know how serious you are. Hmm. <laughs> you know. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Because today, today I was speaking to someone, and the person was, was, he was almost weeping. That look, if if in February you had, say, two thousand, in February you had twelve thousand Ghana cities at the bank, you probably had yeah. two thousand dollars. Today yeah. you have less than that in the bank. And so today yes, you are telling people to come and invest into data bank and all these mm -hmm. things and all these big banks to, to now it sounds like a good idea but look the mm -hmm. person investing today 10 years will have to buy cement at an increasing price it, the person would, would even be better off buying the cement today than doing nothing with it yeah because mm -hmm. if i save 
2000 cities today right now and 2000 cities buying me say uh, 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 i don't know but it's buying me a laptop i don't even yeah. know where whether in january 2000 cities can even get me an old laptop which can I can't it get can. the laptop. So now yeah. I can't even save. So now today people people who want to have a very good future can't even save. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You you'll be laughing at the wrong side of your mouth. And and, and and that is the reality. Look, right now inflation is about thirty two percent, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How uh, what's the treasury bill rate for even a year? It's less than thirty percent. Yes. So meaning you are already at a loss even before investing. <laughs> today, today you go to That's shops. You go to shops, and people are increasing their prices with no shadow, mm-hmm. with no shadow of fear, because the person knows that look, if I sell the thing to you at this price, it's possible tomorrow yeah. morning I can't buy mm-hmm. even the money you gave me with the same price to come and replace it in my shop. It's not possible. That's the reality. Tomorrow morning you can't. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, uh, look. Uh, the last time I think uh, workers have been fifteen percent cooler. Mm-hmm. That they were very excited yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so if, if you are even giving 30% cola, okay, and your salary having been increased since January, in January, you are buying for for less than seven Ghana cities. Mm-hmm. Less than seven, around six Ghana cities or so. Currently, you are buying for more than 10 Ghana cities. That is almost double the price what you were buying it. It means that even if 15%, 15% that's, it's, it's like, I'm giving you the money, but I'll take you back in a week. Exactly the point. So, and, and, and with this, if you were saving maybe 400 Ghana cities from your salary, all the 400 Ghana cities, it's gone. There's nothing you can do with it. And, and these are things that people are going through. So, we actually don't have uh, the, the opportunity or the space to wait it out. Hmm. If we joke, because right now our currency, the last time I checked was the, uh, I think the the worst performing was, if not the worst, but I think, I think the we're second, last by second. second. Yeah, the, yeah, the second worst performing currency. That was Zimbabwe right? and then Ghana City. Exactly. You know, so we don't, right now, Sri Lanka, we, we all saw the collapse mm-hmm. in Sri Lanka, of right? Of course. We can't wait till we get to that point because when Sri Lanka, in its sense, is, is even within some superpowers that are fighting, we are in China, and all these countries have a lot of what you interest in this particular country, and they would want to see a stable Sri Lanka. Even we have the US also coming because of the Chinese factor and all this. When it comes to Africa, we don't have this particular geopolitical tectonics playing around here. Not a lot, as you see in some parts of the in Asia and the Middle East and all those things. So, if we get to that particular point, we'll be on our own. We'll be on our own. And it wouldn't be a very good place that we would have to be. So, I, as a young man, take an interest in whatever is happening in your country. Take an interest in it. Of course. Today, we, make can't, sure, we, can't, yeah, can't course. To, we can't afford to sit idle. Today you can't. No, we can't. We can't. Because in the next five or ten years, our kids will come and ask us, what did we do? Of course. When these things were happening, what did we do? Because we saw the rot. We saw the rot. And right now, a a lot of people are also 
including themselves in that particular role because it's a statement if you can't beat them join them but you are forgetting that it will get to a point that the country cannot contain the rot anymore mm -hmm. and it will explode and what that, when that happens <laughs> we we all would, would would have to suffer the repercussions of that mm -hmm. so i think when, when we when we get this particular opportunity let's let's broaden people's mind as to they being inclusive as far as governance and, and decision making is concerned of course, of course. I mean, I mean that's this is this is the reason why we do this. This is the reason why we do. And I, I always tell people that you see, get yeah. yourself involved. Maybe it's not for you, but then it, it's, it's for your descendants. People have come before us, and maybe they might yeah. not have played their part. But this is where we are. So I think it's about time your your voice out because it can't always be like what the people did to um, the the parliamentary uh, minister of parliamentary affairs. But then at least say something. Say, say something add your yeah. voice to something because look mm -hmm. we can't be beating our ministers we, can, we can't be beating them because we become with our men but at least let's say something mm -hmm. let's 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 do something because look we yeah. all we all can't be ministers <laughs> we, no, we all can't, can't be yeah. ministers definitely some people yeah. will have to vote even if we have ministerial aspirations some people have to vote for us and then we need to make sure that this country we have is is, is a country that at least if we have the opportunity to die and come back again it will be a better place for us yeah. for us to live. So exactly the point. So so Hamza, once again, thank you so much. This is this conversation. I know I know tomorrow, uh, tomorrow I haven't yeah. been on Clubhouse for a while, but I, I want to be there and listen to people's <laughs> views because this is this, uh, is, really, know, right? this is really yeah. really disturbing. So once again, thank you so much for your time and uh, for for always availing yourself to to join these conversations. We've, we've really been yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Sure, sure. All right. Yeah. Thank you so it's, much. It's, it's always a pleasure to be with sure, you. Sure, of course, of yeah. course. And, and keep doing the God's work. Sure, sure. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so um, thank you so right. much. And so just gone by was the Mr. Muhammad Hamza Sharif. Muhammad M. Hamza Sharif sharing his voice uh, <laughs> on, 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 on a few a few disturbing news. Look, in Ghana, some of these conversations uh, when 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 you're talking about them, it sounds as if you're you are trying to be political. But you know, if if you if you ignore all the politics that's associ associated with it ask yourself what kind of country are you living for your kids today today every saturday there's a naming ceremony going on somewhere and i ask myself say okay fine naming ceremony i what what are you teaching them is it just about giving them money when they grow and you can't give them money what do they do a time is coming you all fly from this country and maybe probably might not even come back and what about those of us who can't fly how about those people in, in, in living in the the, the rural even urban centers who don't have the money to go to go and sing in pastures this is this is home no matter where you go this is home this is a country where you can feel safe this is a country where you can come in and know that look i, 
people are being racially abused in the likes of um in europe and in, in, in some scandinavian areas and they wish they were home look they wish they were in ghana because look when you get all the money when you get all the dollars when you get everything you have to come home definitely you come home when the ukraine war ukraine russia war started every tabloid every news tabloid was talking about how to get Ghanaians home what home were they coming to a home that you and i have to build auditor general's reports talking about the, the the stuff that are happening on the general's report disturbing news very 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 disturbing news and who abandoned it made their voice account home just a walk and sana this country will be a better place to live in i'm going to end with a few comments from a few friends enoch enoch says that uh, so we asked the question the fight against corruption are we making headway are we making headway with our fight against corruption and enoch is saying that never there's no ghana anymore hey okay there's no ghana anymore stop wasting your time don't say you were never wanted okay that's from enoch enoch at the day okay and ellie i've, I've already read ellie ellie's comments through our conversations this this is one good reason why people don't want to pay their taxes hmm. ghana my motherland and this one says that so no one will be prosecuted for these irregularities what are we telling the younger ones it's coming from ghana boy okay this one says, while snit is hard and prosecuting small-scale businesses for not paying snits contribution for their workers they are smiling and they are quiet on government inability to p- to pay um snits contributions hmm. ghana it's 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 quite a very very a very 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 sad experience uh we, we are witness because he said the auditor general's report has been out for how long some heads of institutions should be in trouble for how they know the kind of system and leadership we have so they will wait it out two weeks stops and then back to milking and looting on very on on okay two weeks stops and then they will be back milking and looking on whilst at this milk and that is uh, from you thank you so much for everything you, you you've done for us i sat in for mr emmanuel kufrimpom who's your who's your usual host every evening on memangana fridays 5 p.m today we, we transmitted quite late around 5 45 but then um ebenezer this is where the lord has brought us uh, stay tuned stay tuned for other programs this is plus radio thank you so much for your time and then as i always say that love people use things because you know what the hope it never works and trust me ghana is the only country we can call home and so let's do our very best to make sure that it's a place we can indeed call home thank you so much for joining us catch us again next week as we bring you another edition of Meman ghana thank you so much shalom and peace to you plus radio plus radio
Plus Radio. Plus Radio. Plus Radio.